Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God and talk about it and allow it to transform our lives because the Word of God is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It transforms our lives. That's why we love to get into it. It's the best book ever written. And it's got very practical principles for life, including the use of our money. This week, I'd like to talk about the area of giving charitable donations. This is a very giving time here in America. This is the Christmas season. We've left Thanksgiving now, and Friday was the day, historically, people do a lot of Christmas shopping. Today is the day, historically, people do a lot of online shopping, they call it. And then um, uh, tomorrow is a day called Giving Tuesday, which nonprofits have been trying to get some traction that after we've done our shopping, let's think of charitable donations and giving to others. So I'd like to talk some about that this week because a lot of charitable giving really is, shall I say, pretty slick marketing. And we want to make sure that we aren't just uh, victims, shall we say, of the slickest marketing but we really are giving in a scriptural way, in a smart way, in a strategic way, in a way that honors the Lord. So I'd like to talk some about this concept of charitable giving over the next few days. And, you know, in full disclosure, Tom Short Campus Ministries is a charitable organization. We rely heavily on our year-end giving to sustain our ministry. And so, obviously, I think I'm doing what's biblical and what I'm going to talk about Um some of you may consider giving a special year-end gift or becoming a regular month, monthly partner with us here at TSCM. Here we go. I'd like to talk some. You ready about this charitable giving? Number one, there's three types of charitable giving that we have here in America. And I say in America because this is based on our IRS tax code, maybe as much or more so than the Bible. When we think of charitable giving, it's basically what do you get a tax deduction for, how the IRS sees that. Well, I see three areas that we can give charitably. And and I think we should have all of these on our mind, but we should look at them differently. First area is we give to our church. And I believe and have practiced for, you know, 50 years now, giving a regular from the first of my income, we tithe to our church and we give to them for it's part of being part of that body. It's part of sustaining it, keeping it going. It's meeting the needs there. We are beneficiaries of the blessings of our church, and we want to give to help sustain it. We believe, and we're giving to honor God. That's why we do that. Number two, though, is what we'd say, giving to the poor and needy. And this is really what should be considered charitable giving. Charitable giving is giving to those who are not worthy of it, shall we say. They're down and out. They're out of their luck. They're in trouble. They're in need. And we want to help them out because of their poverty. And there's certainly a place to do that in the Scripture. Might I add, though, as I read the Bible, I think the focus of charitable giving to the poor and needy ought to be in the body of Christ. And I think there is a principle of proximity. Proximity means that we give first vote to those of us, to those who are in our own family, to those who are in our own church, to those who are in our own community, and it spreads further out. Much charitable giving in our world today is giving to places around the world, to places where we don't know people, and, 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 and it's giving to help the poor, but it's, the proximity is way extended. 
And personally, I think the scriptural emphasis really is making sure that those in the body of Christ and those that we are in connection with are well provided for. But then the third is what I call missions. And missions could include, obviously, a missionary, someone taking the gospel somewhere. It could also, though, include an educational establishment, a Christian school. Might even include a a university if you feel inclined to give there. I would challenge that, I might add, in light of what our universities are teaching more and more. And if you regularly give there, I would make sure that you encourage them to not be hostile to the Christian faith like many are, very few are not these days. But what I want to suggest is that sometimes we make a mistake of confusing points two and three, the poor and needy with missions. And we give to missionaries because they are poor and needy. And personally, I'd like to suggest that we separate those, that we don't just, that when we give to missions, rather our focus is on which ones do we want to see succeed. If we see someone poor and needy, we give that out of, shall we say, our charitable giving. If we see someone that we say, boy, I really believe in what this person's doing, I want to see their mission succeed, that's where we give them. And we're not asking, do you need money? Are you poor? But you don't confuse those two. So often people even ask me, Tom, you know, how's your ministry doing? Do you need money? And I encourage them, don't give to me because, don't give to our ministry because we're in need. Give to our ministry because you believe in it. Because if those who believe in it give, then we can always do more. See what I'm saying? Some missions, some ministries are always overextended and they've, they're desperately asking for money and they're in the red and they say, if you don't provide, we're going to have trouble. I don't believe in operating that way. I believe that we expand our ministry as God gives us the provision. We lay out a vision, God gives us money, and we move forward. And so in one sense, people ask me, are you in need? I'd I'd never say yes. We're always living within our means. But there's always ideas of what we can do more if God provides. And yet others, they'll look at missionaries and they'll say they're poor, they're, 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 they're not having money. Well, maybe there's a reason they're poor. Maybe they're not really doing the ministry. Maybe God is not blessing them. Maybe God wants to get their attention through their lack of funds because their ministry isn't really doing much in the kingdom of God. See what I'm saying? So there's a place to give to your church. There's a place to give to those who are poor. And there's a place to give to those who are accomplishing work in the kingdom. Don't mix up two and three. Give to missions that you believe in. Give to poor people. Don't give to missionaries because they're poor, give to them because you believe in them. Give to the poor because they're poor. I hope that's clear. I hope that's clear. All right. Now, on point three, I want to suggest this. Give to those who are proclaiming the gospel. Give to those who are advancing the gospel. I think this needs to be priority. In 1 Corinthians 9, Paul says, so also the Lord directed those who proclaim the gospel to get their living from the gospel. Paul was an apostle. Yep, an apostle is, the, is just the, the New Testament word for what we now call missionary. Apostle is the Greek word, missionary would be the Latin word. But the idea who's advancing the gospel into places where he did not, he wasn't supported there. Why? Because he was going to new territories. He was taking the gospel into new areas. He was advancing the gospel. And, and he was saying that it was appropriate that he receive funding for doing that. Now, Paul didn't demand it. 
And he didn't say this was his right. In in fact, he gave up the right because he'd rather not uh, appear to be in it just for the money. But he said that the the Lord directed that the laborer is worthy of his wages. The ones who are laboring in the gospel should be supported. Why? This is important. The gospel is important. Look what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15. Now, I make known to you, you brethren, the gospel which I preach to you. Skip a a few words here. He says, for I delivered to you as of first importance that Christ died for sins, that he was buried, that he rose again according to the scriptures. Now, brothers and sisters, what is Paul saying here? The gospel is of first importance. Advancing the gospel, believing the gospel is of first importance. And we need to get behind the gospel preachers because the gospel is of first importance. Jesus said, For the Son of Man, he controls his mission. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's why he came to earth, Luke 19.10. That was his purpose, coming here to seek and to save the lost. Of course, when he died on the cross for our sins, this was to save the lost. Jesus said in Matthew 20, verse 24, he came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is why he came. He came to give his life for us. He came to seek and to save the lost. How many people do you know who are seeking the lost? You know, a sad, sad thing for me, to be honest, is in light of these scriptures, and by the way, let me give you one other one. Mark 16, verse 15. After Jesus rose from the dead, he he tells us, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And so, I'd like to suggest that when we think of giving over and above just, you know, helping to support our local church, I'd like to suggest that we prioritize those who are advancing the gospel. I believe this is what Jesus came to do. He came to seek and to save the lost. He told us to preach the gospel. Paul said this is the gospel is of first importance. Later in life, at the end of his life, when when Paul was about to die in 2 Corinthians, Timothy chapter 4, he said, I urge you, Timothy, preach the word. I exhort you. I preach the word. Be ready in season out and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. He went on two verses later, said, endure hardship. Do the work of evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. I'm sad to say a lot of missionaries aren't preaching the gospel. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people who are being supported financially aren't actually preaching the gospel. Some of them are doing what we'd call the social gospel, which is just providing for the material needs of the people. There's a place for that. But I hope that in the midst of it, you know, like James chapter two, go and care for the needy. But in the process, we've got to be sharing the gospel with them, not just taking care of the body and neglecting the soul. Others, I must say, have become so enamored with the concept of friendship evangelism that they're supported full-time, and all they're doing is building relationships with people. And that's what they'll tell you. We're building relationships. We're in the dorms building relationships. As if the powers in the relationships. Now, I'm not against building relationships, and that's certainly, there's a role and a place for that. But it's the gospel It's the gospel that changes lives. It's the gospel that converts people. It's the gospel that makes people new creatures. There's power in the gospel, and it's got to be proclaimed, and it needs to be proclaimed with boldness and with courage. 
especially in our world today where people are intimidated, Christians are intimidated, where the secular ideologies have become so powerful, so strong, so strongly taught. And so I want to encourage today, distinguish between your your regular giving to support your church, your charitable giving that supports the poor and needy, and your giving to advance causes or ideas. Make sure that the causes you're supporting are actually advancing the gospel. They're not just building relationships. They're not, they're not uh, an educational establishment that might be working against the gospel, but they're ministries that are actually advancing the gospel, actually preaching the gospel, declaring the gospel. Can I tell you, we all wonder why there aren't more people getting saved these days. And I think part of the answer is simple. It's not a whole lot of people actually sharing the gospel. If you know some who do, get behind them. TSCM, we do it. But we're not the only ones. I know, I'm, I'm linked with some others who are actively sharing the gospel. That's who you want to get behind. That's who you want to support. That's what's on the heart of God. Amen? Father in heaven, we thank you for the gospel message. We thank you that it saves sinners. The people who are lost can be found. People who are defiled can be made clean. People who are dead can be made alive. This is the hope for individuals, and it's the hope for our country, and it's the hope for eternity, and it is, it's all based on the gospel. This is of first importance. And I pray, Father, that those who are committed to advancing the gospel, and I pray, Father, there'd be more and more and more. I pray there'd be thousands more. I pray you'd raise up a whole army of people who are actually sharing the gospel and boldly proclaiming the gospel. And Father, I pray that those who do, whether it's one-on-one or in a dormitory or, or in, a, in, a, in their neighborhood, wherever it is, as they're proclaiming the gospel and taking the gospel to lost people, I pray, Father, that all of those ministries and all those missionaries would be fully and adequately and abundantly supported. I know, Lord, they use their money for your gospel. I know they use their money. They live sacrificially. The ones I know, Lord, they live sacrificially, and I pray that you would adequately support every need they have. And we thank you. You're the, you're the provider, but Lord, you use us as the channel of giving. And so we pray, we pray for this. Help us, Lord, in this season of giving to be wise, strategic, and scriptural. I pray for this. Help us to be generous, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Okay, folks. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Again, this week, we're going to be talking about the subject of giving and our money and generosity and how to be wise in how we give. We get here every day. We've been here every day now for over two years. And there's and, and you can uh, join us. I would encourage you to do so because I don't believe we grow strong in the Lord just by periodically snacking on the Word of God. We want to get the Word of God preached to us. Yesterday I was talking and saw an old friend I hadn't seen in a while, probably be watching today. And he commented and he said, Tom, what you bring is that just old time preaching of the Word of God and you mix that with your years of experience on campus and it's so edifying. If you're new, I hope you are edified and encouraged and inspired and that you'll join us regularly as we get into the Word of God. There's power in it. Those of you here every day, I love you guys. So glad to have you along with us. So I'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. live. You can watch later in the day or even listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom the Preacher. 
God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.